Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Munzenreiter, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Kagongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about the new brand, Uma Landsleds. But first, we're joined by special guest Colin Reed to discuss Skater's Vote and the rad PSA he made for the initiative that debuted this past week. Seems timely with the election two days away after this podcast posts. Thanks for joining us from Brooklyn. Colin, how are you? I'm a little wet, but otherwise I'm good. I yeah. Guess. yeah. Nice. Right on. Yeah. Thank you again. Um, Jason, you're, you're, you're a connects with Colin. You want to you wanna tee him off with the first question? Yeah. Yeah. Colin's the homie and shit. Um, we go deep. Yeah. Is this, a, yeah. is this a Jason in college type thing or what? No, no. No, we go. We, we, we want to say like uh, slap, yeah, slap message board type shit. Yeah. From like way back ago and shit, it's crazy. Wait, but um, have you guys actually hung out in real life though? Don't know. I don't think I ever <laughs> call an IRL. The one time, uh, I don't think. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's actually it's like hard to act know or remember. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe because the virtual has blended so seamlessly into the physical. So at, at this yeah, point, yeah. in the past year of our lives, have been right experienced exclusively virtually. So. You know, those count as real for me. So <laughs> maybe yeah. that maybe that's what a grandfather's interviews things. Yeah. yeah. And a yeah. real real quick, sorry, because I didn't I never wrote anything down. Hey Colin, could you give us like your twenty second C V? Like what's your resume? I know you're you're a lensman. Oh, uh yeah, I am a person. Uh I used to be a skate filmer and um and then after that I uh, got into directing music videos and commercials and things of uh, of that nature, uh, and that's about it. Sick. Thank you. I, I I failed to give you a heads up. I'd ask that because I just realized I should. So, anyways, Jason. Yeah, just first question. Like, how did you link up with the uh, Skaters Vote organization? Well, so how it actually started, uh, I had no idea who was running it, and it's just something that. I mean, this election in general, the, the past, I mean, years, I've been kind of been staying very active on social causes, just mainly because I'm terrified all the time. Um, and, and a lot of things affect, they affect me and my family uh, very intimately, just like things with immigration issues and stuff like that. Uh, so basically, over the past, you know, months from talking to skaters, I've uh, experience just sheer terror at, at the amount of apathy that I've uh, been finding in skaters about voting in general about and this election in particular, um, which kind of really shocked me because um, on one hand, it, it shocked me because you'd think that, you know, people have to get it by now, right? Yeah. But it's the same stuff you hear kind of across the board that it's, it's not, you know, it, it's not owned by any one demographic but it's the same phrases you hear like oh you know the shit doesn't matter or both sides are the same or you know fuck that i'm not you know voting for a government blah 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 blah. and um on one hand sure i get it but two this isn't this isn't really the time to make that sort of stand really because we're sort of in the end game in, in a lot of different mm-hmm. facets of of current events right now so anyway w- once that i uh saw that skaters vote had started because i don't know i've just been doing stuff kind of on a personal level but when that i basically saw it existed i just like dm'd it on instagram the account was like hey can i get some of those stickers or something because i want to make a video like for this and then i I found out that uh 
the main driving force of it was um, Anthony Papalardo, the writer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony, quote unquote, the writer Papalardo. Anthony, the writer Papalardo, exactly. <laughs> uh, which man, I'm sure he hates so much. But um, <laughs> I don't man, know. I, I feel like he's got a little bit of more limitations. Almost up. It's true, but yeah, but yeah I know. But um, uh, anyway, and so I just hit him up like, hey, so so I, I want to do this thing. I'm going to do it my, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this. And whether if you'd like to be involved or, or you know, if there's any support uh, you think that might be able to find or how we could work together, um, that'd be amazing. And so just talk to him. And I kind of learned from him what his research has been, basically uh, how to best reach um, our target audience, so to say. Um mm-hmm. And the type of lessons that were learned are some of them were, were kind of obvious you could imagine, but other ones were, were were kind of things that you'd only find out from organizations that he'd spoken to that had actually done you know the hard research and um, polls and stuff. But uh, it's just things like for the messaging, if you bring up any negative facts, like what I had been planning on saying originally was like, well, you know, the fact that that you know eighteen to twenty nine year olds or eighteen to thirty four year old voting voting block is is historically um, the least likely to vote out of any age group that's something that on first thought i was like well this is something we should just say like hey skaters like we've blown it before don't blow it this time but of course you know research proves that as as soon as you bring up like a negative um or something that feels like an accusation to someone it it makes them just shut their ears even more and just be like well fuck you yeah Um, you know and especially and of course that makes sense because it's doubly so with skaters right because skaters, the whole reason we're skaters is because we don't like being told what to do. Uh, and, and being anti-authority is, is very wrapped up in being a skater. Maybe not for recent skaters, because, you know, skating has changed so much, and it's in the Olympics and stuff now, and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, for our, the, old, the older world, um, skating, is, it's an anti-authority thing to do. And it, it is anti-government sort of by virtue of that, because what higher authority is there than that? Um, so I, so I, I get it uh, on that level, like why people are, you know, say fuck voting and stuff. So anyway, I just, so what I figured from, from learning things like that is that we had to try to find some messaging that was super simple and also didn't bring up any specific policy issues or, you know, point even to a side. So just kind of landed on the type of scripts that ended up in the spot, which is basically if you can skate, you can vote. Um, and I, I wanted to make, Make something that was funny and visually interesting to go along with the message, just so that it wouldn't fall into another one of these voting PSAs that you see. Mm-hmm. Um, that just feel—I mean, it's just like someone telling you what to do, and uh, they feel overly dramatic and kind of disingenuous usually to come off. So we just tried to do the opposite of that and just kind of make a big, goofy, weird, surreal skate thing, and just throw as much energy into it as we could. How many how many different skaters were involved in that? Because I'm thinking of like the kick flippers and the boots. Um, I mean, in to- well, in total, of the people on screen and the voices. I mean, there were over two dozen people um, yeah. involved that we shot. I think on five days over two weeks, and uh, so yeah. W- once I kind of had the, the general idea for what I wanted to do, first I started hitting up like crew who could actually help me make this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, just put out calls for people who anyone who is down trying to work for the cause because obviously I you know I there was no budget. Did, did it take and, like uh, I much... just bankrolled things? 
did it take much convincing to get people on board or like no 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 not at all not at all um there's uh, so many people that care about this too you know um and uh in the film industry there's so many people that come from skating too that obviously i already knew and then i even met some people that i didn't already know like um this director of photography eric schleicher who i never met before but we had friends of friends and uh, we linked up through this, and he shot with me for most of the days and um, did, did such a great job with me and, and worked for pro bono. Everybody, everyone that touched this worked pro bono. Um, That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And that was so amazing. And, uh, inc- I mean, and, and that means absolutely everybody involved. I was, you know, I basically just put all expenses on a credit card, and that just went all the prop building and stuff like that, and, which... I ended up my, my friends and I ended up just building all the like the props ourselves. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like I describe those props. I mean, yeah, tried to find a production designer, but no one. There, I found a lot of people who were down, but uh, people were just really busy. It's just kind of a busy season, mm-hmm. or at least it was at the time. And uh, so we decided, well, let's just do this ourselves. So my friends Jake Ireland and, and Alex Vote, who are both you know kind of long time, well, I guess day one Mandible Claw crew. Just did some Home Depot and Michael's runs and uh, <laughs> built built these things and just sort of figured out how they might work and not break. Uh, yeah, they worked. That, they worked. The, the, the skater scooter. Voting yeah, yeah booth. the voting booth slash skateboard. Yeah, that yep. was the, the, the crowning achievement. And it worked. It worked. Um, did it survive the entire shoot? I still have it. I have it right here. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, there were actually two. There were two. So I, I there was the one for the skateboard. And then there was the one we made that went on the, the boogie board for the surfing shot. Right. And uh, that one did not surf. That, at, basically, after we got that shot, we tried to push it into a wave to catch a wave. And it just, it just, it just got it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it did what it needed to do. But uh, anyway, so people were really generous and, and donated their time and uh, brought on a bunch bunch of friends to, to help produce it and shoot it and um my uh my friend jake ireland who i just mentioned uh, he's a advertising art director and creative director and uh he helped me sort of this is sort of like our, our fake company ccal which is like when we kind of do you know <laughs> our be our own agency or, or you know creative direction and that's sort of where we're running so he helped me with a bunch of stuff and just came out every day and uh helped me with ideas and stuff and a million friends came out and then every day we were always planning for the next day because it was super short notice I and mean, we only started we only started making this you know at the beginning of the month of this month so october was, yeah yeah of october so it was really oh, really shit. tight every every day and uh at the same every night i'm just like making a million phone calls and emails trying to rope in talent you know um so we were looking for we were looking for just someone who would be you know the narrator um, and there was our very short list. So we, we wanted someone who was, everyone in skating would know them, but they would transcend skating into some other realm, some other form of entertainment that people would know them just as a personality so that it could have a voice outside of just skating. Um, and so, I mean, kind of the top of the list, obviously, was Tony Hawk. <laughs> did you did you call, uh, yo, did you call the Shex? Was Shex on the list? <laughs> you know, I didn't think about Shex. We were trying to keep it. I mean, I think Brian Shex was actually pretty awesome. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, we were, he wasn't, he actually wasn't on the list. Just because, I don't know, he's not as recognizable, really. Uh, 
And uh, no, you say like, Shrek still got the juice then, no more? I don't it's been a while, kids, dude. That show I don't was think long. kids. I don't think kids know who he is anymore. Really, mm. you know, no, because yeah. his fame was. A, you know, he had a moment of fame outside of it, but then after that, he kind of just stepped back to just being a, a skater again, mm. uh, which was sick. But I think that now this like the eighteen year olds. I'm not sure if the casual skaters would know who he is so much, which is crazy right. to think, right? Because um, yeah. it was a moment where it was like him, bam. I guess we're like, you know, yeah. like the most famous skaters on the planet. Cereal boxes uh, and everything. But, uh, so you went for the, you yeah, swung so for the I, fences. You went I, for I the Birdman. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we swung for the fences and ended up Tony through a, a mutual friend of ours. And, uh, you know, finally, like he, you know, there was like a couple of days went by and I was like, well, of course, Tony Hawk's not just going to respond. <laughs> it's not going to respond to a random email. But he did, but he did respond. And then he just he just responded. He just said, "Sit, can you send me the script?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a script. I'll send it. So, um, Skaters vote. Sent it to him, and I and I talked to him, and, and we, you know, and, and he was down, and uh, we linked up, and had, had somebody out. He's in LA, obviously, so had somebody out there shoot it with me, just on um, video conference, you know, to 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 direct his his lines and his so called performance. And uh, from there, I mean, on the from him and then on the professional side, I mean, everyone from the DP to the first ACs to the, you know, the grips and the people who acted as PAs on the day. And, uh, and then once we got in the post, the, um, the, the person who did the score and the sound designer and the music producer and the, the colorist, everybody worked pro bono just cause everyone was down for the cause. And, uh, I mean, of course we, we did incur costs just on the days, which were just going to moving people around and buying food yeah. for people yeah. and, and, uh, and cars and, and, you know, some, some camera equipment and, and stuff like that, which, you know, I just, I just credit carded. And, um, but I think we are close to, uh, Huff was really generous at Huff, the brands, um, this kind of was right after, uh, Keith, you know, so sadly passed away they were down to to help us out so they did uh a little capsule sale of some voting shirts and um we haven't i don't think that you know the wire hasn't gotten there yet but i think they're going to be at least partially recomping us for our costs which is great and so helpful um which is really awesome that's that's super generous yeah, yeah. and you should yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. you should put super, up the gofundme super generous well i mean i think i think we'll see what ends up We'll see where it ends up after, you know, what their little sale covers. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, otherwise, you know, I treated it as as donating, you know, right. I, I treated it just as like donating money to the voting effort, which is exactly what it was. It's um, a civic cause, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, this is this has been the year. I mean, this has been <laughs> uh, donated the most ever in my life just because, you know, it's been a year that needs it. And, Meanwhile, it's been like the year I've made the least money I've ever made. <laughs> mm. what yeah. a, uh, it, it's been a year of opposites for sure. Um, but you know, so I just figured this year we might as all we we might as well go all in this year because this is the most fucked up year. Um, if there's one time to try, it's right. Um, and hopefully, all of our efforts do something. Um, right. Yeah. So we'll see. And I wanted we'll, to. We'll I wanted find to out of... shortly. I would wanted to, especially considering that the election is just days away, and by the time that this yeah. drops on Sunday, it will be just two days away. Um, I wanted to kind of uh, dig into how did you 
you know, how were you able to come up with a pitch to towards an audience that is so anti-authoritarian as skateboarders? Because even though skateboarding has diversified, even though skaters are a little bit more chill, there is still definitely a strong anti-intellectual, anti-government, anti-governance streak in skating. And something that really stood out about Skaters Vote to me is, especially someone who's been following elections since 88, when I was a little kid, that was, uh, yeah, mm. wow. Um, you know, this is, it's a lot more entertaining and real than, say, Rock the Vote. And it's way less dramatic than 2004's Vote or Die, which is Puff Daddy and all of them. <laughs> and, like, I was just wondering, how, did, how were you able that to... Was, the vote or Die was sick as hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those, those stickers were everywhere, but it was, it was a little bit too dramatic. And the turnout was so, you know, the turnout was so lackluster in that election that it almost just felt like it was, uh, it was, it was super anticlimactic. So how were you able to... You know, obviously, uh, working with Anthony Papalardo, shout out to him. How were you? Like, how were you able to crack through some of that cynicism, which is still, you know, I, I had a peep at the comments. Um, oh, the cynicism is there for yeah. sure, and 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 honestly, just pretty maddening and infuriating and really disheartening. But that exists no matter where you are. You know, it's not just skaters; that's just everyone. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the reality of the political environment right now, mm-hmm. um, where people have pushed back i mean like you said anti-intellectual people have have pushed back so hard against the i'm not going to say overly vocal but well i guess yeah i mean the very vocal elements i guess of both sides but heavily of uh the liberal side which is probably the side that sounds more wheedling Mm -hmm. and uh whining uh-huh. to someone who is a, a casual observer. Mm-hmm. I think I could see how that, how it could feel that way. And so it's just a, it's a gut level reaction against all that and people telling them what to do. Yeah. Which I get. And again, as skaters, like, fuck you telling me what to do. <laughs> you know, I'm not leaving the spot. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> exactly. Um, Go on. Yeah. But what, anyway, yeah, yeah. To answer, to answer your question, um, well, that's, that's where it stemmed from. It's like, well, okay, what's the, what is people just to, to combat against, you know, all the things you just brought up? Um, how do we make something that is not asking any pointed intellectual questions or making any statistical accusations or, you know, uh, or, or bringing up any current events? Um, it's just breaking things down to their most basic level. Yeah. No, yeah, like so simple. Messaging came from there, so you can kick flip, you can vote. Like fuck it, you know. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. If can, yeah, if you so if you can skate, you can vote. It's skating, like like you know, the script says like skating is hard. Skating's fucking super hard. If you put all this effort into skating and throwing yourself downstairs for ten years, or you know, <laughs> you can vote, dude. It takes five minutes. Like it's not a big deal. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so the two things we wanted uh, wanted to get across were one, if you can skate, you can vote. Skating's hard, voting's easy, and then try to make it feel fun. And then through that, try to f- make it seem like it's part of a a community of skaters, and it's just something that skaters do. Like that's the whole point of for me, the social movement itself is just skaters vote. It's the name of the organization. It's no more complicated. It's just something that skaters should and will do. You know, trying to like reverse psychology and say yeah uh skaters vote you're a skater you vote 
it's, it's a no-brainer. Um, and it's uh, it's, it's brilliant. And then fill in all those voices with like a million skaters, you know. And like mm-hmm. you said, yeah, we had a bunch of skaters, we had a ton of voices, and the goal was to try to make it feel like a really com- community-oriented activity uh, that all these people are doing together. Um, all sorts of skaters. You know, we have Mark Suchu in there. We have Tony Hawk in there. Yeah, we have Leo Heinert in there who are incredible at skating. And then we have just people that are just pushing and, and people yeah. who are more newbies to skating. We had we had um, one girl, uh, Jay, she was the one who did the, you know, the vote by mail shot. Yeah, yeah. been skating for like a year. So th- there were uh, people from all walks of the skating life to try to get that sense of just the whole skate community. That, it, that it's something that's in that it shouldn't be any one type of person. It's just something everybody should do. Um, I think you got, um, what's his name? Mark Gonzalez in there? <laughs> what's his yeah, name? Got, what's his name? What's his, that, that guy? Uh, yeah. yeah. Gone, and Gons was super down um, and, and supportive of it. And uh, I should, I, I this week or this weekend, I should make another cut just of all his like, you know, the stuff that didn't make the main spot. Because of oh, course, good, like you just great. point it, you just, you point some cameras at him for a while. And of course, just like, madness and, and amazing stuff happened so, oh yeah um, Close. Were, were there any um, near-death experiences in filming guns because it always seems like there's that famous story about him and strobeck going to run errands together and guns is just like pushing underneath trucks and strobeck's oh, like i'm gonna stuff, yeah he's like i'm gonna uh, no, die no, we were on a very sheltered we stayed just on um we stayed on on right there in front of the stock exchange basically and there's a street with no cars so mm-hmm. he didn't crash his bike though <laughs> um, did he? Did he attempt to kickflip the bike? No, he didn't. That's awesome. us. Did you guys see yeah. the? There was. There was. Someone did it. I don't know if it was. Was it real or was what? It fake? I do not know. Dang. Did you guys see that clip on Instagram? No. 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 Okay. Look the up, bike. After this, look it up, and for a further episode <laughs> debate, I can't. So I'm like a video professional, and I can't tell if it's real or not. I actually can't tell. It's a guy Dang. on flat. It's like stationary on flat. Just like freestyle, and he does it, but I I cannot tell if it's real or fake. Oh, my my is... brain wants me to say that it's fake, but Yo. it feels real, so I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, but see, but if it's like a BMX or a freestyle bike, that doesn't count. Because Gons is out there. He's he's trying to kickflip like a city bike. Yeah, Weird I mean, mountain Gons, bike. Gons yeah. bailing it, the Gons bailing the kickflip is way sicker. Than his <laughs> and yeah. Then, <laughs> And I wanted to uh, I wanted to follow up with another question for you, Colin. I know that uh, you're you know it's quite late for you, but so like, voting is a really important first step in a person's political education, right? And yes, you know, it's, it's the the best introduction into having you know into caring about people other than yourself. Yeah, basically. it's also <laughs> like real talk. It's like voting is a hell of a easier than fundraising or phone yes. banking or uh, collecting signatures, like. Those are actually hard. Those are yeah. physically and mentally draining and demanding. And well, um, we tell people to do that. And we, we we started, you know, <laughs> just like dog. You taking an hour, like in California, you know, we have so many ballot initiatives and measures and things like that. Uh, it can actually take quite some time to sit down and do the research and to figure out: um, Are you going to be voting along a party line or your union's mm-hmm. line, or is your family put together a voting a voting guide or your friends or whoever? And um, you know, especially, you know, like, you know, of course, I, I have no problem saying that. I'm 38. But the thing is, I, you know, it's one thing to be switched on to politics, say, as long as we all have been, especially as young people in our late teens, in our 20s, right? 
But what about when you get to this point where you are in your 30s, 40s, right? And there are that's the why we got the gu- that's why that's why we had people like the gu- and Hawk in there. <laughs> okay, so th- so they can pitch the kids and be like, "Yo, there might be a point where maybe you're skating yeah. less. You might own a home. You might have a job. Yeah, you know, you're gonna, they, you know, the politics that you laughed at or you shunned or you said were not important when you were 22 have a tremendous had a huge effect on you back then, but they're gonna have a significantly bigger effect on you as as a proper adult. And how do you um? I guess how do you like how do you do this like how do you like how do you you know is this something that can be built upon right because I mean like you've turned something on when you get young people to start thinking about voting but especially when they start thinking about it at a local level so for example like you know you could talk to kids that's like oh what does it matter if I don't vote it's like okay what about um, like there's a bunch of kids at a spot right and you say hey so the cop rolls up at the spot and starts giving out tickets such and such what if one of you has got some charges right. What if somebody here is undocumented, right? So you got to think about the pipeline, like what, what's going to happen to that person at every stage and that yeah. there's an elected official that's going to meet them yeah, at some point yeah. in that interaction. People, I think that that's, a, that's a, a huge thing that when people hear voting, they think they equate voting to the presidential general election, mm-hmm. you know? But really, that's kind of, it's honestly one of the least important ones, you know? Straight up. Um, for Because I mean, Congress is hugely important. I, I would argue that that it's it's more important generally. Um, and uh, I mean, president. I mean, what what's been proved this time is that one of the worst things that that one of the worst ramifications about our current situation is how um, the president has packed the courts. You know. Yeah. So, but even past that, I mean, even way further down the line, it's the local elections that are so huge. I mean, I would say to a kid, I would say. You know how you always complain about how your local skate park sucks? Yeah. Well, <laughs> vote somebody, in, you know, vote for someone who will do a better one. Yeah. yeah. Run yourself, you know. Small local things, they ripple upward. They yeah. the trickle up. It's not trickle down. I mean, really, politics mm-hmm. um, and governments and, and civic issues, they ripple upward. They trickle upward from the local level and then things stand out from there. Someone um, very smart said all politics are local. You know, I, I used to be a community newspaper reporter, so I was covering like the smallest suburbs. One of mine was like twenty five hundred people. And um, you know, that is actually that's where the laws that govern your life are made. And then there's yeah. a, also a hidden at least maybe not New York City, maybe not California so much, but at least around here in the Twin Cities, Minnesota county government county commissions like that is the invisible layer of government those people have so much power over like so many things oh yeah the roads school district roads roads parks you know i mean that's where the money is that's that's where the people making the decisions about where the money that xyz other layers give jason you were saying oh yeah like did you ever hear like how much it takes to make a road oh it's you know insane. I mean? yeah it's like millions of dollars per mile or whatever i don't know but like yeah like with politics and shit like now is pretty much the best time if you have the urge to get involved in politics because it's like you know what i mean you can just like run for anything and be like you know what like fuck this guy you know what i mean people will be like yeah you know what i mean i mean it's true and on top of that um especially now because of social media and also the fact that people are slowly starting to warm to the idea or, or, or there's a – I think people are starting to understand that um, 
some of those smaller local offices, I mean, in certain communities, this has been known for decades, but, you know, you run for school board, you control the schools, that is a foundational piece of political power, right? If you get on the council, if you get on your neighborhood commission, right? Like, for example, uh, when I lived in Washington, D.C., a big thing, uh, a continual beef was with the ANC, which is the... Uh, Associate was the Associative Neighborhood Commission, whatever, whatever. They were basically the ones who determined whether or not, say, for example, if you had a bar, right, or a club, whether or not you were going to get a liquor license, right? Oh, yeah. You had to go through them before, yeah, it was Advisory Neighborhood Council, excuse me. You had to go through them before you went to the city council right, about building permits and things like that, right? And there's a certain amount of political power that came from becoming somebody who was on the ANC because normally it was seen as you do the ANC for a couple of years and then you run for council. And in, uh, in any city, being on the city council, especially if it's like a council mayor structure, you have a, a, a decent amount of power and influence. And Colin, going to your point about, uh, you know, if a kid complains about a skate park, there's a councilman here in L.A., uh, Mike Bonin, who apparently was the one who was responsible not only for the, the Venice Park, the world-famous Venice Park, he's also the one who legitimized skating at um, at the West L.A. Courthouse, a.k.a. Santa the Monica courthouse, courthouse. Yeah. yeah. So this is the council. This is the council member. This is skateboarding's council member. That's the big homie. And... <laughs> You know, that's somebody yep. that's somebody you could have on your side. Like, I have this idea, this fanciful idea that maybe at some point skating will become, skating will mature politically enough so that you could have a block. I mean, that's huge that y'all were able to get Tony Hawk because the average regular person on the street, they know who Tony Hawk is. So the fact that Tony Hawk's doing a commercial like this, it's got crossover appeal and it also shows some seriousness. But can you imagine if you had all the skaters who were just like, you know, we're going to do uh, because think about it, in the 1990s, there was a huge insurance issue in California. That's why there were no parks being built. And once that was overturned, you started getting this wave of new parks that are still being built now. Like it's, there, There's uh, a liability waiver for them, right? That is the power of politics right there. Imagine how much more quickly that would have happened if you had, say, I don't know, Steve Rocco. <laughs> so <it> actually. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe have I opened a Pandora's box by suggesting that Rocco run for office? Yeah, the maybe father, take that back. The father I never had, or like my second <laughs> father, or whatever. <laughs> Steve Rocco is running for governor of California. He'd, he'd probably win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yo, Colin, I had I had like maybe one um, extra question. And I know you haven't eaten dinner yet, so we should probably let you go pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty easy. Like, when did you first vote? What was your like? What what made you want to oh, vote? So and when did you first vote? Well, so I'm uh, I'm 32. Um, so uh, damn, you're young, oh, man. Yeah, oh, we're oh, old oh, on oh, here. Yeah, 08 was my first presidential election. Wow. Shit. Okay. So it was another. That it was, was another big. One. Well, they're they're kind of all big ones, right? But right. it was another big one. Yeah. Um, and uh, biggest since '92. Better, yeah. Which went better than in 2016. No um, doubt. But uh, yeah, so that was, and it was, you know, while I was in, I mean, well, I was 20 years old, so it was while I was in college. Um, so of course, I mean, it was, and at that time, it was an exciting thing. Um, you know, like first black president, um, first non-racist president. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And um, so obviously, I mean, if you, I mean, if you remember back, like there was, that wasn't it. That was a really exciting. Oh yeah, it was like fucking uh, electric, bro. 
yeah, it's a yeah. different world, man. So everybody, I mean, everyone was super fired up about that one. Yeah. Um, and I understand that people aren't fired up about this one in terms of the, the actual person they're voting for, you know, which I do understand is, I mean, it's a huge fucking turnoff. Like, you know, not, we weren't crossing our fingers hoping that Biden would win the nomination, right? But he is what we have, and he is about 10,000 times, I mean, it's not even, you know, if you multiply anything by zero, it's still zero. So it's not like you can actually <laughs> find a mul multiplier that, that sounds right. We um, check the math and it checks yeah. out. But I mean, yes, this, this right now is like the kind of the most progressive ballot that's ever run just in terms of their actual policy. Um, their proposed policy is actually hugely liberal uh, compared to even 2008. Um, or 2016, what what their actual, you know, so-called promises are. And if you if you strike a hard line right now saying, well, like, you know, I don't like these candidates. So, no, I'm not voting for them. I'm not you know, I'm not putting my name behind someone that I don't fully back. Well, then you're, you're chopping off your nose to spite your face. Um, now, there is a time for that. There is a time for a protest vote. Now is not the fucking time. <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> we're in extraordinary times and uh, unprecedented. So i don't know if you've heard this but it, they're unprecedented the times that we're in the, the times are also trying and i like to say <laughs> that that these are trying times times with a z mm -hmm. anybody else need to jump in here no i i think the, you know what i i think that um I often think that it's it's funny that people will assign a certain year like this is the most important, this is the most uh, you know the most relevant election of our time, and you know the funny thing is that that is literally every election, right? They're all relevant. They're yes. all relevant, and the numbers is, really do it is, it really do matter. Back, well, uh, the is, pandemic I think this year has made things now, a little different. This year actually is the most important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's nothing to minimize that. Yeah. It, it's, it's a always big, a big deal. It's always deal. a huge deal. Yep. That's why yep. voting's fucking massively important. Always. It's just even more important this time. Yeah. Well, the, well, the, the pandemic why, is... <laughs> it, it's, it, it is... It's why you gotta get out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll let you go. It's why you gotta get out in the off years. It's why you should vote for your city council. It's why you should, you know, if, if you can, if you have the time, if you have the resources, yeah. figure out who you're counting or who you're voting for on the county commission. It's... You know, it all these things lock together. Like the they do. Basically, the don't let it get to this point. You know. Uh, yes. This takes. This did not happen in a vacuum. Nope. It took apathy. It, it took people thinking that it didn't matter. It took people thinking that uh, you know, I don't know. It, skater skaters don't have to worry about this. Skaters vote. Skaters should vote. Well, skaters vote. Skaters Gons told you. Vote. Gons and Hawk got together on the same track and told you to vote. Yeah. What else? Yeah. What's the do? last time Gons and Hawk have been on the same track together? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, Colin, uh, you haven't eaten dinner yet, so thanks for coming on here. We yeah, man. Appreciate the time. Hundred percent. Um, and that video uh, is awesome. So thanks for doing that, man. Excellent job. Well, it it was also just to talk about the video for one more second. It was also just a way for me to do something with skating, yeah, which is the best. And 
you know, I don't, I obviously don't make anything with skateboarding really anymore. So anytime I'm able to, to step back in, in any capacity, it's, it's always great to be able to do stuff with friends again. I mean, I skate all the time. That's my, which skating has become way better once totally. the engagement with skateboarding has been the act of skateboarding. Uh, but you know, it's great to, to make stuff with skating too. Was it cathartic to make that? Um, or TBD? It's TBD. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens if it's cathartic or if it's just like, well, that was a fucking waste of time. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you next week. Or will yeah. be. All right. Well, this thing posts Sunday. Who knows when so. the actual results Sunday, so yeah. might come in. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it might okay. be Wednesday, Thursday. All right. All right well, cool. we'll see Colin, you. thank you. Thank you, Colin. All right, brother. All right, brother. Be safe. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Well, thanks, uh, Jason. Thanks, thanks to the slapboard for making that happen, Jason. Yeah, thanks slap, for putting it's a slapboard connection. <laughs> slap- From voting, we go to one of the newest brands in skateboarding. We're talking about Uma Landsleds right now, the young brand with visual direction by none other than Thomas Campbell launched its first collection of decks with San Mateo, California's. Atlas Skate Shop. I think Templeton put this in. So shout out to Ryan, Mike, Patrick, and Josh. It came out this week. Uh, we got a debut pro model deck from Matei Stein. How I hope I got that name close. And then there was Cody Chapman. And none other than, I thought he rode for someone else, Evan Smith. I think it's kind of an open, hard-hitting question to either Patrick or Jason. Another brand. Why now? In this economy, I know you're gonna start a a new hard goods brand in this economy, but um, yeah, I was thinking about it, but you know what I mean. It's kind of like when you go pro, you gotta go pro like when you have the most juice as an am, and um, you know if you're gonna start your brand, you gotta like go out there when you have the most juice like as a pro, and like um, Gavin Smith has like shit tons of juice right now. He's probably like. Up there in the Sodi race, you know what he's, I mean. He's got Sodi bucks right now. Like I can't, I can't even remember. I can't remember anything about this year because of obvious reasons. But yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't Mason Silver still miles ahead of pretty much anybody else who's in the uh, in the Sodi race? Yeah, that's the uh, consensus. Consensus, I think Mason is like the uh, the front runner, unless there's like a November surprise. <laughs> Or something, you know what I mean? Someone drops an insane part. They're gonna drop, but um, yeah, I mean, like, kind of make like Thomas Campbell's like an interesting artist. He's been like ever since like the mid '90s, like Max Fish days. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. when I started hearing his name or whatever, like dev- maybe more like a surfing side of things. I think you know what I mean. He's not like a lead. You know what I mean? He's not like a ledge tech type of uh artist guy, but um. Yeah, definitely interesting artist, and like, yeah, I mean, you might as well like bet on yourself. You know what I mean? I guess, I guess uh, you're right, though. Going back to the point about starting a, a hard goods brand in this economy, um, even though skating is doing well, um, from all accounts, from shops, from certain brands that we've spoken oh, yeah. to, it yeah, seems like folks- no, no, that, that yeah, that's that, that's an important point. From all you know, data points, hard goods are killing it. From yeah. all data points I've seen, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, city dailies are reporting seemingly weekly about the, the people picking up skating during the pandemic. It's 
there's something there for sure. Yeah, and also because skating is also starting to skew older, you have people who have regular day jobs who maybe they aren't skating every single day after work, but you know they're definitely skating on the weekends, like say we do. And you know, with disposable income, it means that hey, let me buy one for the wall and one for the streets, right? You know, instead of going in and you know really like pinching your pennies, it's just like man, let me ball out. You know, let me buy two pairs of shoes. Why not, right? And, but it, it yeah. just it, it's just like it's also because there's there's also a lot of companies. I mean, I guess I, I wonder first of all because Thomas Campbell's a cool artist. Like, would it be wrong to start a board company just for stuff to hang on the wall? I feel like these boards are a little too beautiful. I, I don't know if I'd want to skate them. They're, they're, they're dope. Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm like a world industries kid. I'll like skate anything, mm-hmm. even if it's like a uh, piece of art or whatever. But, um, yeah, they have some boards. They have, I, do they have some shape boards? I kind of think some of like the, uh, the Maite boards are kind of like shapeies or whatever. Oh, yeah. They, no, right? Yeah, she has a shape board, but I think uh, I'm looking at Atlas's site right now. Yeah, it's an 8.6. Uh, I think this joint is sold out. Um, it seems okay, like there's Maite. already... Yeah, Maite is Steenhoot, I think. Steenhoot. I, I needed that. I... All right, pulling the curtain back. Sometimes we don't always rehearse everything. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like... It, I guess here's the thing. If you start a cool enough board brand, right, visually speaking, at this time of the year, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, right, like... Unless you're in California or someplace where it's mostly dry during the wintertime, like who's even going to get to skate these right away? I mean, you put out a new board brand right yeah. before the wintertime and uh, boom, that's it? Yeah, it's like, bro, here in Virginia, it's like raining like four days out of the week. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not skating my nice new boards in the wintertime if I'm living back east or, you know, up north. Yeah. I mean, my theory is that whatever was, you know, the ball got rolling on this long ago and. Mm-hmm. Likely didn't likely didn't figure a global pandemic into things, and even though we're eight plus months into it, you know the the rollout with some you know interesting skaters, Evan Smith as the headliner, like you know it was pull the trigger or don't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. It's it it, it yeah. happens or it don't, and uh, I guess that's my explanation for why it's <laughs> happening now. I mean, and what happened to it, it? Came out of the blue. It, it, I, I think it's worth lingering on that question of like now, really, but who's distributing it? I guess I never found that out. I have no idea. I mean, like that's a surprising thing too because there's also you know there's been bottlenecks in 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 hard goods production all over the world, right? You know, foundries yeah. stopped making trucks, uh, wood shops stopped pressing and screening boards. Like this is, uh, I mean, this is like. Uh, it's kind of amazing that this happened, considering how long um, that life cycle is for actually getting something into production. And then also, what's surprising too right. is like, yeah, I mean, there were, oh, go on. Oh no, there there were some like uh, slap message board conjecture that it was like part of that was like part of the lux, but uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Nah, because like, wasn't Evan Smith like his? He was do he had a couple guest boards on Grimple Sticks, which is part of Deluxe, which is. Uh, was like it was kind of like okay like that was like okay you're kind of anti-hero but you're not really like one eight hell ride enough to be on anti-hero so we'll give you this like kind of like semi joke side brand you know right my my understanding of all you know all that all that stuff the grimple sticks etc it was kind of like a it was a that was a joke on all the like mini brands that have come out and have uh have challenged 
larger, very mainstream brands like Antihero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say that with uh, all the loaded irony there. Um, yeah, I, I honestly didn't think Evan Smith was going to be shifting from there. And I would think that, you know, for whatever gap is in our knowledge about who's distributing it, I can only report that my local, the uh, Familia Skate Shop, put out a bunch of posts about Uma mm-hmm. land sleds. We could talk about land sleds on a on a on a different <laughs> part, of the, a different part of the topic. But you know, my local put out a bunch of posts, like maybe four. I saw it on Twitter because you know I I'm a working journalist most of the time, so I'm mm-hmm. looking at Twitter. I see it roll out over the day, and I'm like, why do they keep posting about this shit? I have no idea about. And uh, so I'm just I'm just building from there. I wonder if. You know, there is some backing and there was probably some planning because it seems like, you know, I Googled Uma Landsleds and it's in Cowtown. It's in, I should look at the, uh, the, the window has since been closed, but, you know, it's in shops that if you wanted to launch a brand, you're going to be in the shops yeah. that I saw. Yeah. I, I, th- man, I think the, the Landsleds thing is, is kind of <laughs> corny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Asphalt Yacht Club. <laughs> wow, you're putting it in the same bucket as Asphalt Yacht Club? I'm not putting it in no, the same bucket. No, it's like, if they would have just came out like Uma, or like Uma Skateboards. Uma Skateboards. That would have been a vibe. It would have been kind of cool. But like, land, like who, who the fuck has ever used the word land sleds? Like, you know what or I mean? Asphalt Yacht. I mean, literally, yacht, yeah. I was doing reverse engineering on like, why was I Googling Asphalt Yacht Club on a Sunday afternoon, it's because Uma Landslide landed in my mind, and I had to be like, "Oh, what happened to Asphalt?" Yacht? No, no, no. Yeah, they should have just left it. U- Uma is a good brand name. It's mm-hmm. kind of like serious, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Landslide it sounds like something. Uh, no, it's like something corny that someone that doesn't skate would think of. Oh, it sounds like something. It sounds like really bad Matthew McConaughey dialogue. Like think about him in um <laughs> in in what is it uh. <laughs> What the hell's that movie with him? Just like be a lot cooler if you didn't. Yeah, lands. Yeah, and uh, yeah, days and confused. Days and confused. Yeah, it sounds like something like this Land. cool landslide you got there, buddy. It's like what? That's <laughs> <laughs> not even I mean, slang. All sleds, all sleds are land based. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Uh, I, I think anyway, we gotta send send a message. To Thomas not that Campbell. we're like trying to roast it, but it's. But no, like Uma, Uma is like a kind of a cool brand. Uma, you know what I mean? It's like two syllables, you know, three letters, kind of like 101 or whatever. You know what I mean? It's kind of mysterious, but like... Proper concision. Yeah, the, la- yeah, the landslide shit is like, uh, I don't know. But um, it's, yeah, it's, that dude, Cody Chapman's a river. Even though, like, gun to my head, I could not tell the difference between Cody Chapman and Cody Lockwood. Oh, is it Cody Chapman who skates in like uh, the green mid top Lakais? Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, probably. Yeah, those are those are Cody hard. Cody Chapman, Yo. not Cody Lockwood. Yeah. Uh, Cody Lock. Cody Lockwood skates for uh, I, I don't know. No, he, yo, Lakai, Lakai, Lakai actually, those are all right. Those are actually really not bad. Um, I just, where do you find them? <laughs> really not bad. What? <laughs> it's an improvement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, um, you know what? I, I guess also because you know what? Maybe it's a good time to start a board brand right now. 
because there are a lot of pros who are kind of in this weird limbo and I don't want to get to conjecture and talk about companies that may or may not be going out of business, but there's definitely some folks who are just like kind of eking out a living and being able to get by on trips from this shoe company or I get stuff from here, such and such flows me some shoes. Like there's something nice about somebody like I ride for this board company, right? Like or I'm not just like I'm not just getting, you know, a bunch of shop whatever whatever. It's I don't know. I mean, no, 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 no. That, that's important because, like, your board brand probably gives you the least, like, monetarily, but like, it's like you're pretty much like personal brand identity. You know what right. I mean? Like, oh, if you're on Nike or whatever, or your DS or whatever, oh, you know, it's cool or whatever. You know what I mean? But the board brand that you're on, that's your pretty much uh, personal brand. Yeah. Well, like, I think polar like- versus polar versus business and company oh wow yeah exactly. I mean, well, and there, there is i forget his name <laughs> he rides for nike sb and he has the one of the illest front side crooked grinds i can think of he's damn good i wish i could pull up my ig to remind myself who he is he also rides for business and company sean jordan but, yes exactly that it's him well, isn't there like you know? There's also some uh, there's some speculation that uh, some folks like put a bad word about him, and I mean, like that's kind of shitty that he, you know, it's kind of shitty that like there was you know there's allegations that people were trying to blackball him out of the industry. That being said, um, I would much rather ride for Polar, right? Right. You know. Yeah. I, also, like like it's interesting too because like I watched that uh, was it Pocket Magazine did the followed series like they follow skate around for a day and they do one about uh Hjalti. they follow him around in copenhagen and he, he just looks yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's living this idyllic life it's so dope and no, it's the best <laughs> like god damn it dude <laughs> but like, uh, uh, like uh, how but I like move, how do i fucking move to copenhagen dude I, just, I, mean, I don't know. Like, they somehow, they won't even let us in. They won't even let us in. <laughs> U.S. passport, they're like, nah. It's like, all my friends are in nah, there. Nah, they're like, nah, nah. Yo, yo I know Halti. I know Halti. <laughs> A lot of people know <laughs> Halti. lives there. Yeah, but... That's he, the, most skater, the most skater attempt to be in. You know? And I do think that our admiration of socialist society uh, might tie in with the uh, topic of the top of the hour yeah. of the podcast. But yeah, you're right. Jason, you're right. Like, your board brand does actually, you know, there's a certain amount of cool factor. And, like, we all come oh, from yeah, an era yeah. where, like, we all come from an era where, like, certain people getting on certain teams, right? It was, like, it was such a huge deal. Like, whenever, like, you know, we've talked about over the last couple episodes, folks leaving um, Dwindle to go start Tap to go start Girl and Chocolate. But think about the oh, folks yeah, yeah. who got on, think about the folks who got on Plan B. Right, like you think about like when Ronnie Bertino and Jeremy Ray got on Plan B. Yeah, that was and huge. Huge because all of a sudden their career, their respective careers, got this enormous lift, and they were both. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like the elite of the elite. Yeah, and the Thanks. fact that both of them had like standout parts. Like I've memorized both Jeremy Ray and Ronnie Bertino's parts from Secondhand Smoke. Every trick from beginning to end. Oh my goodness, beat drops yeah. and all of that. And so, yeah, like to this day, like if you get on the right company, like say, like uh, when Louis, Lo- like Louis Lopez, when he got on FA, right, that was huge because that attached a certain amount of cool to his name, which because he was yeah, he was on Flip, right? Yeah, he was like the little like Flip kid with the long hair and like the um the flat brim, whatever mm-hmm. um, Dodgers cap, snapback, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now he's now now he's like a uh, 
he's like elite, dude. He's like fucking a, a twink. He can do no wrong on a skateboard. Yeah, and he hooks Amen. up his whole family with shoes. And th- that's the thing. Like, you get on the right brand, the way that people perceive you. And I, I, I got to imagine that for certain shoe company, actually, no, any shoe company, right? Um, Soltech, when they were absolutely enormous, like, I'm sure that there was, like, people were thinking, like, this person's good, but, like, they're on a weak board brand or, like, I don't like that team manager or something like that. That must have, there uh. must there must be some sort of effect in there. There must that must be factored into the decision making. Yo, yo, perception is reality, and <laughs> I know that you know there's there's been you know Minneapolis as far as the Midwest area, which you know includes Chicago, the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. St. Louis, Missouri. I'm trying to think of other like skateboard hotspots, but that's kind of it around mm-hmm. here in the middle. You know, there's there's reps and they do the shoes and that's the big thing. But it the perception of board brands is a big thing. That's that's just what I've learned from, you know, guys around here. If if you're trying to get on a Nike program, you know, where the board brand is in the pecking order, that that just that matters. Even if you're trying to be like a rep flow guy. (laughs) (laughs) So then so then. For both of y'all, I got the the ultimate hard hitting question. Would you rather have a sponsorship package where, say, like you ride for Supreme, right? Like on flow from Supreme, you get whatever you want. They give you a box, and you kind of have you're getting flow from a whole bunch of different companies. And maybe I don't know. Maybe you're getting like a and maybe you're getting like a decent sized check from a shoe company, right? But yeah. like everything else is flow. Or would you rather be on element or plan b like big legacy oh, company damn. who big um, legacy company whose uh better days in terms of the perception of the average uh skater who might or might not have uh some uh, the average opinionated skater is not is not checking for plan b or element when they go pick up a, and set up a new board yeah well like me me personally because i'm like a gen x like plan b world industries kid i would i would take the check from plan b just because, you know what I mean? I grew up watching, like, questionable and virtual, like, nonstop. Just to say you did. That's just me. You know I mean? So you wouldn't want, like, the kind of, like, the grab bag of sponsors where you're, like, you're just able to eke out enough of a living, but, like, your cool points are OD high. <laughs> no, if I, was, uh, if I was on Plan B, I think I could make it cool. I would make it, like, East Coast, like, I can, I can fucking, like, make it work. It, oh, so yeah. you're <laughs> getting... <laughs> I was getting Plan B boxes, and, like, if I was, like, that good to be on Plan B, like, yeah, I can make it work, dude. Because it just—I don't know. That's just because, like, I'm a world, we're, like, I'm a questionable virtual kid. You know what I mean? That's—it's in my DNA. So, you know, so given like, uh, given your druthers, you would be, you would take it and you would improve it because <laughs> uh, yeah, of your yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, true. Okay, so you put a good stuff. Mike, what about you? Which would you take? Would you go for like a, an element slash plan B, you know, a legacy or slash reg- resurrected team, or would you go straight up cool points? So I'm going to sound hella dumb for this, <laughs> but I have brought up the fact that I was rep flow for, for a good couple of years with uh, Lakai. I got some Maddox, and I think that's the extent of it. But like, I was getting. Lakai shit when it was the good years for Lakai and all the shoes were were super dope and I was really excited about all of it. Jealous. And so what's that? I'm jealous. Remember those yeah, first carols? No, I, 
I was oh, super damn. fortunate, and it was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I worked at a skate park the whole time. I was within skateboarding and like just skating a lot. So I don't think I, I don't think I would switch it up. I mean, if I was getting like Supreme stuff, and I could also sell it for a lot more than I sometimes sold like brand new Lakai shoes for forty bucks. A lot of kids got hooked up with a good price back then. But uh, oh, you were that yeah, homie. No, I, oh yeah, no, I yeah. One one of the one of the funner things about skating, I, I was I was fortunate to be able to get boards flowed, clothes flowed, shoes flowed, and yeah, always. Listen, listen, you're, you're talking to like a uh, 106th place finisher in Tampa Am. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, is that true. it? Yo, is it 106 or 105 or 107? 105. And I think I got to change my Twitter bio <laughs> just to benefit me more. <laughs> just let them know. Just like, hey, you know, some of us actually, you know, made it to Tampa Am. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I didn't, I, yeah. It, I always thought my uh, deprecation wasn't a flex. No, nah, you got a uh, flex. You got a flex. You got to let them know. Not everybody can actually enter a contest like that. Yeah, that 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 was. I was. I, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> the the thing I always liked was whatever largesse I got was there were always kids who needed it, and uh, that I don't know. That's why I like skating. You know, it's always a generational thing, That's different true. than everything else and i think we have maybe perhaps completely lost sight of the land sled brand that we were talking about <laughs> yeah damn they, maybe they and need to drop the land sled land sled maybe it's a maybe it's a trademark thing maybe somebody already has uma wait so i, I think someone on the slap message board says something really funny they're like yeah uma land sleds are distributed by uh oprah distribution <laughs> Which is like something only like whatever Gen X kids would probably get, but like I don't know. It was, oh, it was funny. Completely it was a funny went over joke. my head. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a funny joke, like vis a vis the slap message board. Shout out to slap. <laughs> even though you yeah. guys are, shout out. even though slap can sometimes be wild problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's it's because like there was it's it's lame to explain a, a joke, but it was like okay, one time like at the Emmys. Fucking Dave, David Latimer was hosting, and like Uma Thurman and Oprah were sitting next to each other, and, and Letterman was like Uma Oprah, Oprah Uma, and like that's the joke. Oh, like, you know what I mean? wow, that is re- that's deep Gen X. That's flannel shirt, Doc Martens, and uh, screaming trees. Yeah, that's Damn, yeah, man. that's yeah, that's not Gen X, but uh, you know, you know, Patrick. Obviously, <laughs> we are millennials. We're thirty-eight each. Yep. You can't hang with these Gen Xers. We're no. old millennials. You guys okay, are, good millennials. Yo, y'all are borderline. You're fucking like 38, 30 is like, uh, five, it's like 82. Yeah, you're probably millennials. Yeah, y'all are like. I'm 81. Board. I'm 81, actually. 81? Yeah, that's 81. All right, so I would have been eh, maybe stoked if I was born six months earlier. Maybe it would have been a year earlier, and I could have been a Gen Xer like Jason. Uh, however the pain of the gen xers hell yeah yeah you will we'll we'll keep you all in mind the most ironic generation um (laughs) it's the time of the show when we talk about of which we were stoked on this week jason what are you stoked on all right well 
As always, I'm uh, stoked on Hard Goods Company that's uh, based in San Francisco, California. They're called Venture Trucks, and they make uh, skateboard trucks, and um, they're pretty good. They're the best trucks, in my opinion. So Stoked on those. Also stoked on um, a little video, uh, Tiago Lemos. Even though he doesn't ride for Venture, I'm still stoked on this edit. It's like a edit to promote the uh, new indie mid truck. And Tiago, I don't know what his deal is. He moved to Norway or whatever, but he's Damn. still skating like neck high ledges or whatever, whatever neck high ledges there are in Norway, and like doing lines on them. So he's still doing Tiago things in Norway or Finland or whatever he is. So stoked on that edit. It's on the Thrasher website. Also stoked on the last time I was on this podcast, I was stoked on something Star Wars related. And um, this time I am again stoked on something. From the Star Wars universe, the, uh, the Mandalorian new season is going to come out tomorrow, which is going to be like, yeah, it's going to be out by the time the podcast comes out. But uh, yeah, stoked on that. That's pretty much the best like Star Wars IP intellectual property ever since Return of the Jedi. So yeah, super, super stoked to watch that tomorrow. Damn, um, that is um, an endorsement, big time. Yeah, it yeah it should yeah it's fucking super. Ill. Anyway, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week, my brother? All right. Well, I'm stoked on a few things. First of all, I'm stoked that the Dodgers won the World Series. Uh, it was absolute mayhem in L.A., uh, certainly in my yo, household. Why, yo, uh, what, yo, why the fuck did the Rays take out the pitcher in the middle of the game who was killing it? I don't know. I'm sure they're still losing sleep over it to this day. <laughs> they're going to be replaying that for oh, the rest uh, of their lives. <laughs> I mean, like, shout out Julio Rias. That strikeout. Oh, my. Like, his... Oh, wow. Like, that last inning was beautiful. Bookie Betts, shout out to him. Shout out to my missus, OD Happy. Yeah, LA, is going, <laughs> LA is going hard in 2020. This is title town, Lakers and Dodgers in the same it's month. Awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to be here. It's good to feel welcome. Um, yeah, I'm a so, transplant. So I guess, but... <laughs> like, well, in the Super Bowl, it's going to be either, like, the Chargers or um, the Rams, oh, man, I guess. They ain't, winning, they ain't winning nothing this year. Come on. Like, let's be serious about it. <laughs> You can't be doing that whole back and forth thing like, oh, we're in L.A., now we're in San Diego, oh, we're in St. Louis. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to stick around. And I understand that the Lakers were a transplant team from uh, from Minnesota, but. Uh, yeah, 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 it was like 1959. Yeah, yeah that was a pre-dunking, you know, pre-dunk era. Uh, I'm stoked on that. Uh, f- What's up? Dunk, you, yeah. You get a you get a technical if you don't. <laughs> I was like, well, listen, Mister, you can't be jumping on the rim like that. It's an unfair advantage to the yeah, other exactly. players. Exactly. Yeah. George Mikan was only allowed lay-ins. George Mikan, yeah, like people were like still shooting like uh, Granny style or whatever. Yeah, YMCA style. <laughs> where's some where's some Chuck Taylors with no types of ankle support. <laughs> So no, sure, no, those no, are some no, short no, careers. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I'm stoked on that followed uh, Hjalti Halberg uh, interview, Day in the Life in Copenhagen. Uh, super jealous. Uh, can y'all please send universal health care and student debt relief yeah. uh, to everybody? Like, we'd really appreciate it. Um, I'm stoked on The Land magazine, which was formed by the writers of LA Weekly, who were all fired when Nigel Houston and a right-wing investment group went and fired everybody. Uh, this is why it's uh, forever green light on Niger. We got beef, man. 
You destroyed yeah. one of the best alternative weeklies <laughs> in the country. On site. On site. On site. Now, seriously, think about all, all the all these great all these great writers who got their starts at alternative weeklies. Yeah. And, you know. Anyway, and, and then finally, uh, I'm yeah. I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels, who are straight out of San Francisco, California, a city where they don't smoke that bammer. Mike, what are you stoked on? <laughs> I, I have such a hard time sometimes uh, transitioning from listening to now talking. I am stoked on the fact that winter is not actually starting in October in Minnesota right now. We got seven inches of snow last Monday. So we record what? on Thursdays. Yeah, man. It, it, it was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> We record on Thursdays, so uh, roughly nine, ten days ago, we got seven inches of snow. It's mostly all gone. It's going to, the temperatures, the it's, the it's are the temperatures, and it's going to raise up to, like, 60s for day daytime highs, and that's all I need. Oh, they, yeah, that's, like, party time, dude. It's, like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, there's, it, it's, like... You know, there's some captivity vibes where, you know, the little bit of freedom after they've already messed with us completely. We're going to feel good. I don't know. We're going into it. It's dark as hell already all the time. Listen, it's a it's a winter time. It's dark. You got to, like, take care of yourself mentally, like, work out. You know what I mean? Exercise, skate. Mm-hmm. So skate. Gotta, gotta eat your it. vegetables. Definitely eat your vegetables. Well, a vitamin D. Yep. Also, don't forget that roughage. Take care of your uh, your, your your stomach. You know, get that fiber. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yo, bro. yo, yo. I'm gonna say one one more thing, and it's crazy. Also, what helps is taking your vitamin D, working out, and subscribing to the Mostly Skateboarding podcast, rating and reviewing it. You can still do that if you haven't done it. That's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net. For links to the things all of us have talked about on this episode of the show. And um, it's always special when Templeton Elliott, who is the ringleader of this whole thing, isn't on the show. Uh, We get to say thank you, Templeton, for making it happen. He's going to edit the show. And then he's also going to do the show notes, which are always like 30 plus links to the stuff that we talked about on this show. And he does it every week. So thank you. Does it brilliantly. Thank you very much, fearless leader. It's always very worth your while to look at because uh, Templeton is an internet master and he delves into the the sinew of the internets to figure out what we should be <laughs> looking at. Yep. And then what we do at this part of the show is ask, well, I say we're all on the internet all week long, Instagram, Twitter, maybe even elsewhere. Uh, so... Patrick, where can people find you on the internet? Y'all can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks and on Instagram at P Kigongo. Jason, where can the people find you on the Bobby 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 Digi Digi Digi? <laughs> on on the Twitter at uh, at Carbonite1994 on Instagram at Frozen at Carbonite and writing stuff for QuarterSnacks.com. The uh, pants article just came out today. Oh, uh, I wanted to say, response. amazing job. That is actually something oh, I'm you, really, really stoked on, is Jason's article about pants and skateboarding. <laughs> you know, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, go read it. 
and then read it again and then send it to two friends. It's so good. Yeah, thanks, bro. I'm, I'm glad it uh, it worked out. It came out all right. You know what I mean? Came out all right. So, uh, Mike, where can we find you on the on the uh, internet, sir? Definitely reading the pants article by Jason on quarter snacks. Maybe we'll even talk about it next week. I myself am on Twitter at M Munzenrider. The same handle for Instagram at M Munzenrider. Until next time, which will be next week after um, maybe some stuff changes. I don't know. You can keep up with us all week online. Look out for those handles we just did. We'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Later. Vote or die. Spare. Vote or skaters vote? Skaters vote or vote or die. Choice is yours. We don't smoke that shit in a SLC. Three, two, one, coming in with the bank. Two dark skin niggas on a motherfucking bank. Pills with lips, never know ass up you smoke. Dang, not the bammer shit. Damn that bammer, ain't no good. You might as well smoke some rolled up wig. And you laugh and said those lines was funny. But trip on the sense that I'm stressing your punk ass dumb. You with the program, can't you see bammer? Nothing but a scammer false hot. Nothing but an untruth of fear. Or everyday lie to thank you the kind of bang. Ain't it a gram that you seek to gain? Once new girl named Brenda Smoking that bammer with her everyday agenda She used to laugh and giggle Until Mr. C moved next to her building I tried to get her, but she acted kind of soft So I shared my day I got her real high, she invited me up to her room And for you bitches, honey boom, honey boom We smoke more day without a pause And later that night, I was in them drawers See, Frisco niggas ain't no punks Put guts in our way, and they're gonna give up On Brenda's down horn at the point we don't smoke that shit in a SLC. Don't give me no bammer joint. It's the black sea nigga getting straight to the point. I was chilling outside on a hot day. It was me and my niggas, just check what I say. Let's fade, let's go see the dank man. They'll fade if they is my friend. A few niggas pitched in. Let's go to the store so I can get some gin. Oh no, straight hit I gon' mind. With a little dab of coke and a nigga doing fine. So now we got a nitro. We up, yeah, let's go get the bendo. Info, beep, beep, creep. It's about to be a party in the 5.0G. Nigga straight jet to the mirror. One nigga in the back had a St. Ice beer. Earlin' like fuck in my backseat. I made him buy five grams and clean up the mess. G straight in dog with no chaser. Fuck that beer, ain't nothing greater. A, B, R, name C. And you gotta pause when you get to the D. D for dank. D for drink, but not D for the dope that's stacking my bank. There's only two things that I smoke. A punk ass nigga or a pipe full of endo. I like nothing but the real McCoy straight dank. Fuck a bammer joint. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SLC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SLC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SLC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SLC. Is it gold? Is it green? Is it brown? Those blacks. Breaking up buzz, damn. Or should I say, them endo clusters never went home, though, cause I'm an endo lover. Trip on the shit that I say. I go take a trip to go get the shit. D to the A to the N to the K. Niggas know what's up. So what more can I say? If it's in a Zag or a pipe, it's quite expensive, so you better smoke it right. Get a few minutes to fade. Find a cut, a just zerp in the shade. And like me, a 
belongs to a meal. Grab a 40 with the dank, cause it's time to get ill. It's better than crack cocaine. It ain't medicine, but it'll ease the pain. And if you find right, you in luck. That and the eyes got you amped as fuck. Now for the journey of quest. They're creeping for some sex, but don't forget the latex. Niggas like each other. Lesser and lesser, but on the dank tip, let's come together. You call it herbs, some call it sex, but if it's called bammer, don't smoke that mess. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC. What's a kid? It's a motherfucking Mr. Sick from Harbor Road, cheap. Just give me a couple of zigzags so I can roll a fat one and take a drag. Now I ain't got no time for playing. I just wanna smoke my dank and niggas always saying smoke that bam. But what's that word by MC Hammer? Shit, it ain't prop. The nigga who sold it to you got you straight out gap. Now you looking confused. I shouldn't say bad, but don't let it kill you. Cause a hundred point nigga who sold it to you, this smoke get straight to the head and next you put head to bed. These drugs are dreaming, one and you say to yourself, Damn, that dick was bumping, Ah, look at that hoe, but don't open that door and let the contact blow. Nigga say that, while rolling in the ride at the same time. Listen to the baseline, by TC, and my nigga name, Black C. Phone like D-O-P-E, said fresh rhymes for the RBL posse. SBI goes kind of better than the soup, boy, I said it backwards. Can I come smoother? smoother That's smoother. that dank shit. Time to pull another lick, R-E-L. To the ninjas, our mission to go and jack niggas for the endo sacks to be exact. To the like straight max. See, we got straight to the point because we don't smoke no bammer joint. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC. Don't give me no bammer weeds. We don't smoke that shit in a SFC.